Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. The message is going to be profound tonight. I want you to get ready. Put your hands together for Dr. Cindy Trim. We are so excited to have you to join us tonight. We're especially excited for our life group that is here tonight. And life groups are meeting all around the world. And those of you that are interested in starting a life group, it could be in your living room. It could be in the workplace. It could be on on a beach and it could be in a park wherever you are meeting in your life group. We are sending a whole bunch of love all the way from Hotlanta. And we are excited that the spirit of the Lord is here. The spirit of the Lord is present. He knows exactly what you need at this season in your life and we are praying that God will give you a breakthrough tonight in whatever area you have been praying for whether it is your health whether it's your marriage whether it's your children whether it's your parenting whether it's your business or whether it is the workplace God is going to come through for you glory to God the heavens are open Glory to God. Let's just ask God to bless our time together. Our Father and our God, I decrease so that you may increase. Think through my mind, speak through my lips. Let there be none of me, all of you. Bless every individual that is listening right now to this message. I pray, Father, it will reach them right where they are. And that what you have prepared by way of the Holy Spirit... I decree and declare that it will be a rhema word that would revolutionize the lives of everyone that views and everyone that hears. We pray supernatural increase. We pray supernatural healing. We pray supernatural deliverance. Father, so many people have put seed in the ground, but we are commending the ground to bring forth our harvest. 
Our harvest is coming. Our harvest is coming financially. Our harvest is coming relationally. Our harvest is coming to our business. Our harvest is coming to our industry. Our harvest is coming to our community. Our harvest is coming to our government. Our harvest is coming to teachers. Our harvest is coming to social scientists. Our harvest is coming to scientists. Our harvest is coming to the white collar worker, the blue collar worker, the C-suite, the CFO, the CEO, the COO. The harvest is coming. The harvest is coming for the one that has given up, that is struggling to make ends meet. I decree and declare your harvest is coming, that you will not give up. You will not give in, that you will believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I decree you healed. I decree you break having a breakthrough. I decree that depression is leaving right now. You will not commit suicide. Your son will not commit suicide. Your daughter will not commit suicide. You are rising and you are shining for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory of the Lord is risen upon your business. The glory of the Lord is risen upon your ministry. The glory of the Lord is risen upon your son, your daughter. Father, right now, we thank you that glory is filling our home glory is filling our car glory is filling our life glory is filling our business glory is filling our neighborhood our neighborhoods are changing because we live in it our cities are thriving because we live in it our governments are changing because we work in it I decree our turnaround is happening right now and if you believe Believe it, shout, I believe it. Give the Lord a great big amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your life is about to change. We've been speaking on the topic. You may take your seat. Amen. We've been speaking on the topic of the DNA of destinies. And we've established the fact that destiny is formed the moment a decision is made. When you make a decision, that's when your destiny is formed. That's when your destiny is altered. That's when your destiny is changed. Your destiny is determined by your decisions. Let's go to our text today found in the book of Luke chapter 15. We'll be reading from verse 11 straight through to verse 24. I remember the last time trying to read the scripture. I ended up preaching the whole sermon before I even finished reading the scripture but we want to uh, make some progress tonight and we want to challenge you when it comes to decision making in the area of you consulting with God you should consult him about everything not running off and doing your own thing it's a prayer strategy and you don't have to just consult him 
with the big things, the small things as well. At the beginning of the week before or even before the week starts, you should take your calendar and place it before the Lord and let the Lord establish the things that he's called you to do. It's Jesus that said, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. God never ever, hallelujah, wants you to walk through life blinded. He wants to give you instruction. He wants to give you insight in so many areas in our text Luke chapter 15 verse 11 said and he said a certain man had two sons the younger of them said to his father father give me the portion of goods that fall up to me and he divided unto them his living and we understand that he was asking for his inheritance but what his father gave him was just a portion of his monthly budget that he used to run his estate and it's interesting when we go to God many of us are limited in our understanding that God wants to do big things for us scripture says I have not seen ear have not hear heard neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them that love him how many of you love God you know that you love God it means that now God wants to give you an understanding that living in the realm of mediocrity living in the realm of insignificance and insufficiency is not what you've been wired to do. You've been wired for greatness. Great is our God and greatly to be praised. There is a great God that lives on the inside of you and he wants to do great things for you. He wants to do great things with you and he wants to do great things in you. You serve a great God that lives on the inside of you. That means that you should not settle for small things in fact I decree your days of smallness is over your days of being satisfied with insufficiency and insignificance is over your days of rising and shining and taking your place amongst the great taking your place amongst the influential taking your place amongst the powerful taking your place amongst the decision making those days are here your days of just settling is over your going to press toward the mark of the high calling of God which is in Christ Jesus greatness is not just for those that have the degrees and the pedigrees if you are a child of God greatness is for you he asks his father for a portion of goods that fall to me and his father divided unto him his living the bible said in verse number 13 and not many days is hallelujah after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living in other words these were his decisions that he was ma making he was the one that decided that I'm going to leave my father's house he was the one that decided that I have resources but I'm not going to manage my resources he was the one that decided that he's going to 
waste his time. He's going to waste his gifts. He's going to waste his talent. He's going to waste his anointing. Nobody put a gun to his head and made him do it. He was the one that made that decision. The Bible said, but when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to the city of that country. It was his decision, hallelujah, to join himself to that citizen. It was his decision to form that relationship. And the Bible said that when he formed that relationship, then that relationship began to dictate to his destiny. That individual sent him into the fields to feed the swine. In other words, he decided to give his personal power away. I decree and declare if you have given your personal power away to anything or anybody, tonight you are getting it back. Today you are getting it back. This morning you're getting it back. Hallelujah. Whatever time of day you are in, I decree that this is a defining moment. If you gave it away, you could take it back. Hallelujah. Tell the devil I said that I'm taking it back. For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent do what? They take it by force. You are not going to get what you deserve. You are not simply going to get what you want in this season. You are going to get what you fight for. And I decree and declare your Freedom is worth fighting for. Your peace is worth fighting for. Your success is worth fighting for. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Your sons are worth fighting for. Your daughter is worth fighting for. Your health is worth fighting for. Your joy is worth fighting for. Your happiness is worth fighting for. I decree you will not go another day without telling the devil give it back. Tell him I made a mistake. I don't know what was on my mind but I must have been out of my mind to give away my personal power. It belongs to me and I want it back not tomorrow, not in the next year. I want it back right now. It belongs to me. Peace belongs to me. Joy belongs to me. Wealth belongs to me. Power belongs to me. Authority belongs belongs to me and I want it back right now I'm telling you in this season you better take a good assessment of the people you have allowed in your life if they don't have the capacity to carry you to the next level, if they don't have the anointing to keep you buoyant in prayer and worship and praise and giving, if they don't have the spiritual buoyancy, it's time for you to give yourself a going away party. Don't wait until they reject you. Don't wait until they figure out what you're carrying. You were born loaded. You were carrying something 
something that this world needs. This is the last season people will, hallelujah, be used as an abortionist to sabotage the things that God wants you to do. In this season, I decree your prophetic Shipra and Pua are showing up. They're manifesting themselves to help you to push to the next level, to help you to push the thing out that you're carrying. You've got books that still need to be birthed out. You need business ideas that have to be birthed out. You've got ministries to be uh, that have to be birthed out. Last season, you may have allowed people into your life that didn't have a divine assignment, but this season, it's time for them to go. It's going to leave a vacuum, but the right people are about to come into your life. Wrong things happen with the wrong people are in your life but when the wrong people leave your life wrong things stop happening I decree and declare hallelujah the wrong people are leaving and the right people are coming the right people are coming to your business the right people are coming to your ministry the right people are coming into your spheres of influence this is a season of wrong be gone The Bible said he went and joined himself to the citizens of the country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine and he would fain have filled his belly with the husk of the swine did eat and no man gave unto him and when he came to himself he said how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger he came to himself if he came to himself where was he before this who had control over his mind? Who had control over his destiny? What had control over his mind? What had control over his destiny? Let's bring this home. Who has control over your mind? Because whoever speaks into your mind controls your destiny. You better be careful who has your ear. You better be careful who has your attention. Because whatever you focus on determines your future. And you've got to be able to focus on the the right thing. I decree and declare those that have a diabolical assignment like Sambalet and Tobiah. Hallelujah. I decree they're being driven out of your life. God said to Nehemiah, Nehemiah arise and build. And Sambalet and Tobiah was used, was, was, was uh, attempting to distract him and to discourage him. But I decree whoever that person is, I decree you will not be distracted. There are so many people that come into your life and some of you are being distracted by other people giving you an assignment that God has not given you. They're telling you what to do. They're telling you what to do with your money. They're telling you what to do with your mind. They're telling you what to do with your emotion. Listen, I think it was Medea that said, I can do bad all by myself. You don't need someone coming in to mess up your life you've already made a mess of it misery loves company you're trying to get out of the mess and they're trying to keep you in the mess but whatever you have been wrapped up in if it's not in alignment with the will of God I decree you are coming out 
You are coming out of enmeshment. You are coming out of manipulation. You are coming out of emotional blackmail. I decree you are coming out. Especially when people say, after all I did for you. Well, I thought you said that God told you. I don't remember begging you. You told me it was God. And if God sent you, he's the one that owes you the increase and not me. I appreciate it. But you're not going to control me because you were good to me. He began to think for himself. There's a lot of things that you can lose in life. But never lose the ability to think for yourself. Self. There are some people that would try to pressure you when it comes to decision making. And they try to manipulate you. And they try to cajole you. But what you need to do is you need to learn how to say, give me a minute and let me think about it. Don't be too hasty in your decision making. There's a lot of decisions that we have made when you look back in your life that if we had just taken the time and then spend some time in prayer, there would be some decisions we would probably not have made. Now, you remember making that decision to date that cute guy that ended up breaking your heart? And what, what, what about the one that walked out on you or divorced you? And then years later, you see them. They got one snaggle tooth and they look, <laughs> they look tore up from the floor up. And they say, you look good. And in the back of your mind, you're saying, I wish I could say the same thing about you. And when you walk away, you say something like, what was I thinking? I must have been out of my In other words, you had that experience that the prodigal son had. You had a pig pen experience, an aha moment when you came to your real self, where you begin to recognize that I deserve better. Where you realize, I can't believe I allowed myself to do that, to date that person, you know, where you, you, you have this, this uh, uh, revelation that God is giving you, that I have better for you. And it was decisions that you made. Now watch this. The prodigal son was prodigal, not because of rebellion, because his father gave him permission. The prodigal son was prodigal because of immaturity and inexperience and ignorance. Immaturity, inexperience, and ignorance. A lot of people could make better decisions in life if they just grew up. If they were just matured enough. If they just had enough experience with God. If they had just enough experienced people around them. Some of you are the brightest thing in your family. Why go to your family that does not have any experience in what you're trying to do and ask them, what do you think about it? You, all you have to do is look at their lives. You should know them by the fruit. 
fruit is the proof. You should realize that if they knew how to do better, they would have applied better to their lives. So you take people's opinions that have no experience, you're going to get the bad end of the deal. Because you just become someone's, uh, someone's uh, uh, laboratory where they're trying this and they're trying that, but they're too afraid to apply it to their own lives. It's time for you to think for yourself. So the first thing that we learn about making decisions is you've got to be mature. You've got to get some experience. You've got to get some knowledge. You've got to be mature. You got to get some experience and you got to get some knowledge. The Bible said, he said to himself. In other words, he took back his personal power and he began to make destiny decisions that altered where he ended up the next day. A decision is, is, is attached to your destiny. The Bible said when he came to himself, he said how many hired servants is weighing out his options. My father's fathers have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise. I'm going to pitch at a higher level. It means that you're thinking too low. Your frequency is too low. You need to raise your frequency of thinking. You can't have group think. You can't just be amongst a group of people and you have the group thinking for you. You've got to be able to interact with life. You've got to take your life out of neutral. There are three options that you have when, when, when we finish this series. Number one, you could watch things happen. Number two, you can ask what happened. And number three, you can make things happen. And I'm praying that you will be a part of the Make It Happen crew. It's going to happen when you make it happen. Are you with me? Now, the Bible said, he said, I'm, uh, he, he, he arose. He said, I'm going to go to my father's house I, and tell him I have sinned against heaven and before thee. In other words, whenever you make a decision, it affects two realms. It affects the spirit realm and it affects the natural it affects the spirit realm and the natural. And so he said, look, my decisions have affected my spiritual frequency and my natural. Where I'm pitching in the realm of the spirit has been affected and where I'm pitching in the natural. So in the natural can be your relationships, it could be your profession, your, the industry that you're in, it could be ministry, it could be your business. Whatever moves in this natural realm, your de decisions are affecting the outcome. Also, when you think, when you make a decision, it is also affecting the spirit realm. I'll give you an example of the spirit realm. The prophet Samuel said, to King Saul. King Saul, I want you to wait until I come before you offer up the sacrifice. Don't slay anything. So the people, he said, uh, actually put so much pressure in him, and this is his excuse, that before the prophet shows up, he offers the sacrifice. And so when the prophet came back, he said, you just lost God's favor. He has snatched what he placed on you as a king. 
and he is going to place it on someone else. The kingdom is ripped away from you. He didn't even know that in the spirit realm, the authority, the power, the influence that he had was snatched from him. Why? Because he still had the crown. He still sat on the throne, but he did not have God's favor. See, just because someone is still in a position doesn't mean that God has endorsed them. And we have to be careful when it comes to spiritual things because there are so many people that are going through the motion, but they have lost the endorsement of God. Now watch this. Man may endorse you. Man may credential you. But when it comes to the spirit, the spirit realm says, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? You have lost your registration. You have lost your credibility and power in the realm of the spirit. Are you with me? I would rather have heaven for me and man against me than have man for me and heaven against me. Are you with me? Your decisions are affecting what is going on in the realm of the spirit. And because of a decision. And then the thing about it is. He could have had forgiveness if he had only taken responsibility for his actions. Instead, what did he do? He ended up blaming people. Your days of blaming someone for where you are today is over. You've got to be able to say, I feel this way because I choose to. I am here because I chose to be here. Listen, nobody put a gun to your head to tell you to marry that man. You said, I do to your boo are you with me so one of the things that you've got to learn is if you are going to move on in life if you are going to be successful you may not have had the information you needed in the past to make the decisions and you are here right now you are here emotionally, you are here spiritually, you are here financially, you are here physically, you are here professionally, you are here ministerially, you are here. Wherever your here is, the moment you take responsibility for being here, you have the power to be somewhere else. I'm here, I'm here. David had to learn how to take responsibility. He went to God in Psalm 51 and he said, look, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. And then he goes on against thee and thee alone. Have I done this evil in your, in your sight? He had to take personal responsibility for, for, for his, his fall with, with Bathsheba. He could have said, well, Bathsheba shouldn't have been out there. If she had been fully clothed and fully dressed, no, your feet took you there. Bathsheba didn't even know that you were peering at her, that you were, you were looking at her. Bathsheba didn't even know. She was minding her own business. You were the one that thought in your mind. Those are your thoughts. They're not my thoughts. They're your thoughts. Are you with me? Once you are able to take full responsibility for being right where you are, right where you are financially, stop blaming that on your boss. He didn't make you work for him. You saying, well, he don't pay me enough to do that. No, you agreed because your boss shared with you your job description. 
This is what I expect from you. This is the time. And you agreed. You cannot renege unless you tender your resignation. But as long as you work there, you owe heaven and earth to give your 100%. Why? Because you agreed to be paid that amount. You agreed. So now you owe it, you owe it to your boss to give the best, the best of your time, the best of your talent. And if you cannot give your best, then it's time for you to tender your resignation and find somewhere else. Are you with me? So that means that you cannot blame your boss on you losing your home because you could not pay your mortgage. Paying your mortgage is not your boss's responsibility. Your boss didn't sign the bottom line. It's not your boss's name and your name on that deed. Are you getting this? So it's your responsibility. If you sign the title deed, it is your responsibility to create the wealth to satisfy and discharge that financial liability. It took personal responsibility. It took personal responsibility. He took personal responsibility. Now, let's, let's talk about decision-making for a moment, and let's, let's, let's just set this whole message up. There's a quote that I remember uh, by a philosopher. He said, the day that you were born, you were given two proverbial envelopes. On the front of one was written, incredible pleasure, success, vibrant health, and prosperity. On the other was written incredible pain, failure, disease, and poverty. When you open each, each of them, they each contain the same blank pages. We call those pages destiny. We call the pen a decision. And every day you awaken, you're the one that chooses the category of page you will write on. Because your life comes to you in a measured way, one day at a time. The prodigal son is a story that depicts destiny. We learn several things. Number one, at the very moment a decision is made, destiny is born. Number two, destiny is decision-oriented. Let's look at Joshua 24, 15. Joshua 24, 15. The Bible says, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye will dwell. But as for me and my house, I've made my decision. We are going to serve the Lord. But I can't make a decision for you. This is Joshua saying, we've made our decision. But when you go into the promised land, you've got some decisions to make. This means that you have to have superior decision-making skills and strategies to have a superior life. Proverbs 16 and 3, if you would go there with me, please. Proverbs 16 and 3. The Bible says this, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. 
So that means that if God has a plan for your life and he downloads that plan as a vision, it is your responsibility to write that vision, to make it plain. And then ask God, what goals should I accomplish in this year for this vision to be come to pass? What goals should I be accomplishing this month? What goals should I accomplish this week? And what goals should I accomplish this day? And if you consult with God on a daily basis, that means your year is going to turn out well. He said, I'm going to establish your thoughts or establish your thinking. In other words, I'm going to give you a strategy so that you can fulfill everything that I've called you to do on a day-to-day basis. Number three, God wants to give you divine strategies that puts you ahead of the curve. In other words, you will never ever be behind the curve another day in your life. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Hebrews 11, verse 7. An amazing scripture, amazing text. And we know that Hebrews 11 is about history makers, individuals that did amazing things during the course of their life, individuals that defied odds. And when it comes to Noah's life, and I have a fascination with Noah, Because the scripture says in Matthew, as in the days of Noah, they were eating and drinking. They were marrying and giving of of marriage until the flood came. And then the Bible goes on to say that so shall it be at the coming of the Lord. This is the dispensation that's going to see the second coming of the Lord. So God likens our day to the days of Noah. But you've got to be careful now because the scripture says, your days shall speak and your years shall teach wisdom. So we can look back at Noah's days to determine what Noah was doing. And what Noah was not doing, what he was not doing, he was not keeping up with the Kardashians. He was keeping up with the revelation that God gave him concerning his assignment within that generation. A lot of us are distracted and we know more about what's going on with TV than we know what's going on with God. And we know more than what's going on in the world than what's going on in our kingdom. And it is a distraction. You see, when God began to speak to Noah, He began to reveal to him that there's a problem in the earth and I've placed potential on the inside of you to solve it. And it wasn't until a crisis had come that an understanding of his potential was made plain to him. Now, in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of your problem, you have to be careful that you are not catastrophizing that you are not catastrophizing it, that you are not looking out to determine what you do. It's important that you understand that God wants to speak to you about what he has placed on the inside of you that needs expression during your time. Now, during Noah's days, he built an ark. And I'm gonna come back to that in a minute. What has God called you to do in your days. 
We can look back on in history and see how God used many people. But these are our days. We could preach to you about Esther and what she did in her days. We could preach to you about Daniel and what he did in his days. We could speak to you about Joseph and what he did in his days. And we could stand back and admire it almost like we're in some sort of biblical museum where you just admire the lives of people not realizing that God has something for you to do as well. It's one thing to extrapolate truths from another person's life, but it's yet another thing to find your truth and I'm not talking about small t I'm talking about big t because thou shalt know the truth and the truth shall set you free it's going to liberate you from the controls of the prevailing culture and the environment that we are living in so that you can move without hindrances so that you can move without lids and limitations without barriers so that you can understand that whenever you come against a wall that seems so great and God says that 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 parcel of land behind the wall is you you will begin to realize that the wall is not built to keep you out the wall is built to determine how bad you want it how bad do you want the promise how bad do you want your destiny how bad do you want your ministry how bad do you want your success how bad do you want your wealth it is there to separate the sheep from the goat it's there to separate those that are serious about their lives and those that are just taking a stroll through life Noah in his day, in spite of the challenges that the world was facing, he was able to fulfill his purpose. He was able to maximize his potential. Potential is unrealized gifts, unrealized talents. It means that you've got unrealized power that is lying dormant. And the thing that gives rise to the expression of potential is either a problem or a crisis. So whenever you're in the middle of a problem or crisis, whenever you're in a neighborhood that has a problem or crisis or a country or an industry, maybe God is trying to get your attention. Not just to tweet about it or talk about it or talk about what government should do. God's trying to get your attention about what he wants to do through you. So Hebrews 11 and 7, by faith Noah being warned of God of the things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So the scripture says, by faith, Noah being warned of God. Now, this phrase is summed up in this Greek word, chromatso, chromatso, chromatso. And that word really means Noah being advised and consulted by God as to how he should proceed in the midst of the cultural limitations and the status quo. How can I succeed in this world? And he, and he took God on as his chief advisor. I decree and declare wherever you are, wherever you're going, it's fine to have a coach. 
It's fine to have a, a mentor. This is very important for all of us. When you look at Esther, Esther had a coach and a mentor. But it's yet another thing putting a person in the position as chief advisor. I decree and declare whoever is sitting in that position as chief advisor in your life has now been fired. I decree that you are now allowing God to be the chief advisor in your life. Can we just pray? Can you just raise your hands for one moment? God, we have made so many mistakes in our lives. We have gone to so many people asking them their opinion, asking them for their counsel. And Father, we could have came to you. We decree and declare now, Father, we are taking everyone else down from being an idol in our lives, from playing God in our lives, for playing the Holy Spirit in our lives and we are awarding you that place. Father, we decree and declare from today onward, you are our chief advisor. We pray now for sensitivity. We pray oh God, that you would speak to us in a way that we will understand. Forgive us for going our own way. Forgive Give us for making people greater than you, for making government greater than you, for making our supervisor greater than you, for making our boss greater than you, for making the prophets greater than you, for making the fivefold ministry greater than you. We know we have to submit, and so we submit to the set man, to the set woman of the house. But we also decree and declare now, Father, from today onward, we will seek you concerning everything in Jesus name God is our chief advisor in the midst of the struggle that was going on Noah made God his chief advisor now as chief advisor God showed him how to transact his business God showed him how to manage his public and private affairs. God gave him wisdom and instruction and training and know-how. And when he had a question, God gave him answers. God advised him. Whenever he made inquiries, whenever he made requests, God gave him an answer. Now listen to this. That chief advisor and consultant position also was the kind of consultation that would be given to someone who sat in the position of a judge, a magistrate, a ruler, or a king. In other words, when he came to God, God didn't speak down to him. God spoke up to him. Now watch the scripture. Come now let us reason together. Though your sins may be as scarlet, they shall be as white as wool. Though they be as crimson, they shall be as white as snow. This is an invitation that God is giving all of us. He said, come now let's reason. You cannot reason with a person that is in to you. You cannot reason with a person that does not have the capacity for your intelligence. In other words the invitation is from God because he recognized that you've got the intelligence and you've got the capacity. I decree and declare you will not do a Jeremiah on God. When God 
said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I ordained you as a prophet. And Jeremiah said to God, our Lord God, I am but a child. And God said, don't say that ever again. Why would God rebuke him? It is because Jeremiah was simply saying, I didn't have anybody in the natural to teach me. I never went to the school of the prophet in order to qualify to be a prophet you would have to matriculate 21 years before you were given a prophetic license in other words he said I don't have a spiritual father I don't have a spiritual mentor I don't even have the training I don't even have the skill in other words God rebuked him because he was telling him stop acting as if you are smaller than what you really are stop belittling but stop belittling yourself stop putting yourself down I decree and declare this will be the last day you will belittle yourself why because in this season hallelujah will is going to be more powerful than skill why would I say it because scripture said it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. In other words if God has assigned you to do it, he will put the will in you to do it. I don't know why you want to do some things all I know is you are not qualified. And if you're not qualified, that means it's going to be God that works in you both to will and to do. In other words, will is going to be more powerful than skill. And if you have the will God will give you the skill sometimes all you got to do is say yes Lord you've got to raise your hands and give him a real yes I don't know how you're gonna do it but I know God with you nothing is impossible yes Lord I don't know how I'm gonna build it yes Lord I don't know how I'm gonna pay for it yes Lord all he wants is a You know, if you've been educated in the Babylonian system, and all of us have, it doesn't matter what school you graduated from, they trained you to be a non-thinker. The kingdom trained you to think. And it's all about renewing your mind concerning who you are. Even the angels get us. You see, when you live in this world, there are two dimensions you can live in. Number one, your fallen nature. Number two, the human nature. And people believe that the human nature is flawed, but it's not. Your fallen nature is flawed, but your human nature was created to reflect the image and the likeness of God. Even the angels get who we are. 
The angels say, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that thou shalt visit him? You made him a little lower than angels. You're not made a little higher than animals. God didn't use an animal to compare you with. He used the angelic beings. If you then be risen with Christ, elevate your thinking. Think bigger. Think like God made you to think. He made you his earthly representative. When God came to a problem, he didn't say, look what the devil did and cried overhead. You know what he said? Devil, I know that you. Let there be light and there was light. He took authority over the problem. I decree and declare no matter what you are facing, you are going to take authority over the problem. I can do this. I can pay this. I can write this. Because it's God that works in you both to will and to do. You, 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 do you understand that? You didn't even have the will to be a millionaire until God said, I give you power to get wealth. Are you hearing me? When you were weak, he said, let the weak say I am strong. He's giving you the will. Jesus going into the Garden of Eden, knowing that he had to go to the cross. He said, this is something that I don't want to do. My will is not bent towards yours. But this is what he said, nevertheless, not, but, raise your hands and say, work your will in me, and then work your will through me. Say it again, work your will in me. Work your will through me. One more time, work your will in me, and then work your will through me. Whatever he's called you to do, he will give you the grace to do it. Listen to me carefully. David never fought a giant until he fought Goliath. Noah never built an ark until he built the ark. Esther never delivered anybody until she delivered her people. Moses never wrote on a table before he wrote on a table. Moses never delivered anybody until he delivered somebody. Moses never opened up Red Sea before. Before he opened up the Red Sea. Stop bringing your history to God when God wants to show you your destiny. Never allow who you are now to sabotage who you have the potential to be. God wants to make you aware of how powerful you are. He wants to show you how much power you have, how much authority you have, how much influence you have. I feel the anointing. How much dominion you have. Can you shout, I'm powerful? Shout it again. How do you know? God said, I have given you power over all the power. I have given you power to get wealth. I have given you power over your emotions. Shout them. Power. 
I'm powerful. I'm powerful. I'm powerful. I'm powerful. I'm powerful. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm overcoming this by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Here's my testimony. I'm powerful. You're going to make it through this. You're going to be able to pay those bills. You're going to be able to go back to school. You're going to get your PhD. You're going to start your business. You're going to write the best-selling book. Why? Because you're... You got authority. You're not a pushover. When you show up, show up with your authority. She acts like she wants to take over. No, I'm not acting like I'm taking over. Why? Because I got authority. You're influential. You got to act like an influencer. Walk in the room. You're influencing people. Lift your head up. Square your shoulders back. Somebody needs your encouragement. Someone needs your wisdom. Someone needs your leadership. You are a leader. You are lights in this world. You've got wisdom that people need. Let your light so shine before man. The word let simply means that there are going to be prohibiting forces. People with attitudes. Wondering, well, who gave you permission to be here? I was given permission at conception. Now that I'm born, you can't stop me. You don't need permission by people if God gave you permission at conception. Nobody needs to give you permission. You can change when you want to change. You can live where you want to live. You can wear what you want to wear. You can go wherever you want to go. Nobody can stop you. Please stop saying nobody help you. The prodigal son, the Bible said, no man gave to him. He could have said, well, I guess I'm here because nobody's here to help me. But he decided in himself. The day you decide you're going to go back to school, all the elements will begin to fall into place. But you got to make a decision. This is the power of intention. The scripture said, which of you building, which of you battling? If you intend to build, you're going to build. Intention cannot be stopped. Intention will run you over. Intention will always draw to you the resources you need to do something. When God said to Abraham, take your only son. Now, here's a revelation. This is an interesting revelation. <laughs> Take your only son. Hold on one minute. I thought Abraham had Ishmael and Isaac. So how is it that God would say, Take your only son? Hold on one minute. Abraham never had two sons. He only had one. What do you mean? Abram had Ishmael. Abraham had Isaac. 
Abraham was the potential that lied dormant in Abram. And God was the one that pulled that potential out. Sarai was barren. Sarah was fertile. Jacob was the supplanter. Israel had favor with God and man. The real you is coming out. The power for you, the success for you, the progressive you. You have not been in your right mind for a long time, but tonight you are coming to yourself. You haven't felt like yourself for a long time. You used to pray. You don't pray anymore. That's not the real you. You are operating in your fallen nature. But now it's time for you to operate in your real nature. Oh, if I were you, I'd go ahead and praise God. Get your breakthrough. The person on your lap and right still may not know who they are. But God is revealing to you that you gave your personal power away. And today, you are getting it back. You are coming to yourself. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Tonight it's about you. A lot of us have had to face so much in our lives. We end up compromising who we are. When we were little, we knew who we were, but somebody beat it out of us. Someone rejected us. Someone hurt us. And we learned that if we ever decide to step out of the clutter of the common, we learn someone will reject us. Someone would gossip about us. Someone would talk about us, but let them talk. I'd rather them talk about my success than to be hiding in the shadow of the clutter of the common and not be successful. Give them something to talk about. You're rising up because you're making a decision. Something in you tells you that there's something more. God will never play games with your mind. Why? Because there's something more. Let's look at our closing scriptures. Proverbs 16, 3. You getting anything out of this? Proverbs 16, 3. It's time for you to rise up. The whole world is, is waiting for you. You playing small doesn't serve the world. 
you were acting like you're not great and you're not powerful because someone told you that you were being arrogant. You know what arrogance is? Arrogance is you knowing that you're good at something and refusing to play like you're not so that the people around you don't feel insecure about your strength and power and your intelligence. When you act like you're not, you slap God in the face. You want to be, give God glory. All of us are good at something. Now, I'm not good at singing. Even though I try to sing, I, I just, a friend of mine said, listen, I'm, I'll give you free voice lessons. I said, what? I, I sound bad when I'm singing? I thought I sounded like y Yolanda Adams. <laughs> there are there's some things I'm not good at. I'm not good at singing. That's not my strength. But what I'm good at is moving through the serendipities of the English language with oratorical finesse as I explain the Bible from the antediluvian period straight to the revelatory one. I'm good at that. But I'm not going to act like I'm not because you brought your insecurity to bear on my confidence. Don't let people confuse your confidence with their insecurity. I didn't make you insecure. You brought that insecurity with you. People want you to dumb down because they don't know who they are. I can't fake it. I know who I am and I'm not asking permission to be me. I refuse to be a poor copy of someone else or a quotation of someone else's opinion of me. I know who I am. I know what I'm good at. When you know you're good at something and you refuse to allow people to make you feel as if you can't say that you're good at it, then they're going to call you arrogant. But how arrogant was Mandela after 27 years of being in prison to come out of prison to believe that he can become the first man of color to run a country that once oppressed him for the color of his skin? How arrogant was he? How arrogant was a little Indian man by Mahatma Gandhi to be able to say, I'm going to fast until you let my people go. How arrogant was Jesus to say that I'm the light of the world. I am the king of kings and the Lord of Lord, and I'm prepared to die for it to prove it. The people who we called arrogant know they're good at something and refuse to lie about it to make someone else comfortable. I can't make you comfortable. You spend all your life dumbing down to fit in. I say it all the time, stop blending in. Blend out, step out, stand up, speak out. Nobody hires the worst. You don't go uh, to the, the, the doctors and say, can I get the worst doctor, please? Can I get the worst dentist? You go looking for the best, always. Why can't you be the best that people are looking for? Why can't you be the best in your industry? Why can't you be the best psalmist? Why can't you be the best? And you're not competing with anyone else. That's dumb. 
you're competing with your better self, your greater self. You're competing with who you can be, who you have the potential to be, and you're comparing who you have the potential to be with who you are right now. This is what God did to Jacob at a stream called Jabbok. He wrestled all night with God. When God introduced who he was to who he had the potential to be, and when he came out of the wrestle, he evolved, emerged as Israel. Why? Because Israel was always sleeping in Jacob. How far have you sunk? How much of yourself has been whittled away over the years trying to be everything to everybody? Because you don't want to upset anybody. I'm going to tell you, when you move out of the shadow of the masses, people are going to challenge you. Who gave you the right? Now she thinks that she's better than any of us. No, you do the thinking. <laughs> I know who I am. This is what happened to Moses. It was fine until Moses rose up as a deliverer. And they said, who gave you authority over us? We, we know what you did. But you don't know what I'm going to do. Stop listening to your past because it has nothing new to say to you. When you consult with God, Proverbs 16 and 3, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Whatever God has called you to do, he has equipped you to do it. And he will give you the faith to do it. Faith gives you the ability to defy odds and overcome the insurmountable. Cremezzo. It also means to give a response to those consulting an oracle or a divine command or admonition or teaching from heaven. It also means to be a mouthpiece of divine revelation. It also means to be given the right to assume or to take to oneself a name from one's public business or one's public sphere of influence. You got to hear this. Being warned of God, God gave him the right to call himself whatever he wanted to call himself. So, oh, so now you're an art builder. There's no such thing as ark building. In fact, there's no such thing as rain. Ain't nobody ever heard of rain? People are going to challenge you at the level of your revelation. So, God called you to go back to school. How are you going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. So, you're called to preach. I remember you in the club. Because we used to club together. People are going to keep rehearsing over and over again about who you were. But you got to get out in the realm of the spirit. Begin to decree who God says you are. God gave him a vision. And what God is going to give you in this season is a vision for your life. And you're going to use that vision to begin to construct your prayers. 
You're going to write that vision. You're going to make it plain. Because purpose dictates vision. Vision dictates strategy. Strategy dictates goals. Goals dictate outcomes. And so if your life has an outcome that you didn't want, go all the way back and ask God to align you with purpose and to give you a vision. You got to start right there. And your decision should be dictated to by that vision. Not by what other people are doing, not by what other people are saying. Visionaries are people who not only predict the future, they provoke it. And when Noah was advised by God and counseled by God, God said, in the days to come, there's gonna be a 40 day flood. I want you to build this ark. I want you to build the boat. And when the waters rose up and swept away the masses, he was able to sail into a new world of unlimited possibilities and potentialities. And while other people are complaining about the world, you're gonna be sailing towards the horizon of success. Visionaries are people that see the invisible. They believe for the impossible because they have this, a sense of the intangible. I'm going to say it again. Visionaries believe for the impossible because they have a sense of the intangible because God allows them to see the invisible. I want to end with a quote from Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare. I love his plays. And in the play Hamlet, uh, Hamlet is speaking to Horatio. And he says, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamt of in your philosophies. In other words, your paradigm doesn't have the ability to receive all the downloads that heaven has for you. But when you are advised by God, God will not only show you the things that are about to come, he'll give you the ability to prepare for it. The days ahead of you are filled with opportunities. These are your best days. Opportunities that are going to come to you in ministry. Opportunities that are going to come to you professionally. Opportunities that are going to come to you spiritually. Opportunities that are going to come to you financially. You're going to have financial opportunities to buy what you never thought you could buy. To own what you never thought you could own. To live where you never thought you could live. God wants to give you the heads up. And when he gives you the heads up, he also wants to give you the wisdom and the strategy to build your proverbial ark. You're going to be ready for it. Things are shifting. Times are changing. But you're never going to be swept away by the currents of change another day in your life. He moved with fear. The fear of the Lord it's the beginning of wisdom. God is going to give you wisdom in this season so that you can do great things in Jesus' name. Let's just pray for a moment. 
Father, as we talk about the power of decision-making and how to make great decisions, we're doing this against the bank backdrop of an amazing story of the prodigal son. We can look at his life where he made a decision, I want to leave my father's house. He made another decision concerning his relationships. He made a decision concerning where he was going to live. And then when he sunk so deep, he hit rock bottom. He had an aha moment where he said, I don't feel like myself. This is not me. And each one of us are going to have that aha moment, a destiny altering moment where we are able to say, this is not me. I don't feel like myself. Where we are able to say, I could do better. I could live better. I could work better. Where we say that there's more to me than meets the eye. We're going to come to ourselves just like Jacob was introduced to Israel. We're going to come to ourselves. And we're not going to allow who we are to sabotage who we have the potential to be. Because Noah was able to make you his chief advisor, he was able to move by fear. That word fear doesn't mean that he was shaken in his boots and he lacked courage. It means that he was so amazed about the future that he had, you had in store for him and the gifts and the talents that you revealed to him, the potential that was lying in him. He said, wow, this is awesome. Father, after tonight, you're going to put the awesome back into our lives. We're no longer going to look around in dismay and look around victimized. We're going to see ourselves as powerful, as influential, as individuals that are made after your image and after your likeness. And so, Father, as we move in the fear of the Lord, you're going to give us wisdom. Wisdom says in Proverbs 8, 15 to 24, or 34, by me kings reign and princes decree justice. By me princes rules and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Wisdom said I love those that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Give us the discipline to consult with you so that you can instruct us, so that you can give us wisdom. Let us rule as nobles. Let us be, be individuals that decree justice like princes. Let us rule as kings. Wisdom says riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. I thank you, O God, that wealth and riches shall be in our house because we honor wisdom. She said, my fruit is better than gold, fine gold, my revenues than choice silver. There are many businesses that are struggling because they lack revenues. Many ministries are struggling because they lack revenue. Many individuals are struggling in their personal finances because they lack revenue. But I decree and declare, this will be the last season of lacking revenue. This will be the last season of lacking cash and capital because you have given us wisdom.
Wisdom said, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of judgment. And I thank you, oh God, you are leading us by wisdom that we will not compromise our righteousness, that we will rise up as moral, ethical leaders. Father, I thank you that wisdom says that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance and will fill their treasures. I decree and declare we are inheriting substance. You said Abraham was rich in substance and he had much cattle and gold and I decree and declare because of wisdom we have inherited substance and father you are filling our treasuries our bank accounts are filled our savings account are filled our investment portfolios are filled you said the Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. And I decree before we do anything, before we engage in any initiative, I decree and declare we will possess wisdom. I decree, Father, even as she said, I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or, uh, or even the earth was when there was no depth. I was brought forth when there was no fountains abounding with water before mountains were set before hills were brought forth while as yet he had not made the earth nor fields nor highest parts of the dust of the world when he prepared the heaven I was there when he set a compass upon the face of the death I was there when he established the clouds above I was there when he strengthened the fountains of the deep I was there when he gave the sea his decree I was there when the water should not pass his commandments I was there when he pointed the fountains of the earth I was there. I decree wisdom is ours. You were there before we start anything. You're going to be there with every business dealing. You're going to be there when we make a decision about our spiritual life. You're going to be there when we make a financial decision, marital decision, parental decision, professional decision, industry specific decision. You are going to be there before we sign the bottom line of any 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 uh, contract you are going to be there wherever we are we receive your wisdom right now in Jesus name I thank you God you said that I was by him as one brought up with him and I was daily his delight I decree and declare father wisdom is our delight father we are rejoicing because wisdom is ours father right now we are setting our to hear destruction because we want to be wise and father we will not refuse it you said blessed is the man that heareth me watching daily at my gate waiting at the post of my doors for whosoever finds me finds life and shall obtain the favor of the Lord today we thank you father even as we have accepted you as our chief advisor father you are watching daily at the gates and at the doors until we are able to say lift up your heads O ye gates and be ye lifted up ye everlasting door and today we are accepting the wisdom and we are finding the wisdom necessary that we are no longer going to walk through life immature ignorant uh, and inexperienced we decree and declare the spirit of the prodigal son is lifted from off of us and we are maturing in the things of the Lord and father we thank you because of wisdom we have found life you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly 
and because of this you have given us favor I thank you right now that favor is following us home wisdom is following us home wealth is following us us home and how we came is not like how we will leave we are leaving differently we are saying like the prodigal this is the lowest we will ever operate and father we will arise and find our place in our father's house you have a place for us you have a space for us you have a grace for us you have a race for us and we you have a pace for us tonight we feel like ourselves again we are getting our mojo back we are getting our rhythm back we are getting our focus back we are getting our joy back we are getting our power back we are getting our authority back we are getting our dominion back and father we gave it away once but we are saying to every demonic force give it back give it back in Jesus name amen put your blessed hands together glory to God glory to God glory to God can you give the Lord one more yes This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.